This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, this is Casey, and you are listening to the Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Episode 32. Hey, everybody. First, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is coming out a day late. Sorry. Life has been crazy over here. I've had the extreme privilege to do some traveling over the last couple weeks. Um, I have been in New Mexico, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I trained 20 new parent educators there in positive discipline, which was amazing. Shout out to my friends doing the good work in New Mexico. So grateful to know you. And then this last weekend, I was in Boise doing the same thing. I trained nine new parent educators in Boise so that the work of positive discipline can be spread to families over there as well. Great, great experience. So grateful to be able to connect with people that way. Anyway, it's a lot of work. And so now it's Wednesday morning. It's actually like 5.30 in the morning on Wednesday. And I want to get this podcast out. I'm so excited for my guest, Kelly Boss. She um, actually, we recorded an interview last summer, but the sound wasn't great. So it never got um, put on the air. But she came back and we talked about what it's like to be in relationship with a partner and come from different parenting styles. That can be tricky and messy. And again, it's that word relationship and connection that shows up. You know, it's not just for our kids, right? It's also for the other people that we care about in our life. So Kelly is phenomenal. She's a psychotherapist. She lives in the Caribbean. She works with couples. She works with families. She writes incredible articles, some of which you'll see in the show notes. Um, and she's just really wise when it comes to talking about relationship. And uh, I appreciated this conversation um, on a personal level as well as being able to share it with all of you. So I think you'll love it. Stick around. The end of the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, an offer I have through a startup company here in Seattle for um, – just doing it, taking a baby step towards coaching. I want to make sure that you all 
know about it. Um, it's actually a, an online slash coaching program that's just two weeks, um, small steps you can make each day towards gaining more calm and connection in your home. So stick around and I'll tell you about that at the end. But for now, let's talk to Kelly. Hey there, Kelly. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage podcast. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Please share a little bit about yourself You've been here before, but just the highlights about yourself with the listeners. Well, I live in the British Virgin Islands. That's probably the oddest thing about me right now is that <laughs> my family and I have been living in the islands for just under seven years. I am a mom and a wife. I have two children, a little boy who's almost two and a daughter who's seven. Were they both born on the island? Both, no, they weren't, but um, my my daughter spent most of her life over here, and my son, obviously his too, but he's got a shorter life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Two solid years in. All yes. Right. Yeah, he spent a, a bit of time in Canada at first, and then we moved back. Got it. And right now, you're speaking um, from a school, right, where you are a school counselor? That's right. I work part-time as a school counselor and part-time in private practice, and part-time researching um, and writing and part-time doing stuff on my website and Facebook. So yeah, it's adding up to, what is that, full-time plus plus? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like any of us? <laughs> yep. Well, I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about today. This is something that comes up so much in my work with parents, which is the experience of two different parents and two different parenting styles. And typically one parent is excited about positive discipline, which is my world and what I offer, positive parenting, and really committed to making it their practice. While the other parent, for whatever reason, is kind of doing their own thing, either falls into that more rigid or reactive um, phase, or this is the way my parents do it and it's fine. I don't need a class. I don't need a book. Um, how does this show up? I know that you work a lot with couples. So how does the whole parenting style conversation come up in your work? Yeah, it absolutely does show up. And I think it is one of the most passionate kinds of arguments you can have uh, up there with uh, sex and money, of course. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I'm listening to couples, I almost hear them talking more about identity than more than, than you know, actually talking about what are best practices for our life? It's things like this was good enough for me mm -hmm. <laughs> and my parents did it and my saint of a mother did this so how can we even go against it or I don't want to look anything like my parents' parenting style. So a lot of history, a lot of emotional charge to it and it's, yeah, it can be pretty powerful stuff in a relationship to work through. Yeah, and not really necessarily what the, com you know, I, I'm imagining two adults having a conversation and typically the conversation doesn't include the fact, you know, that, well, I have some baggage and yes. <laughs> this is why I You're feel right. this way. <laughs> It'd be brilliant if it did, but that's so hidden sometimes, even from the person. They just feel really strongly. They don't, they can't even necessarily put into words why, Yeah, but they feel very strongly about this uh, sleeping practice or this way to teach about eating and right. it goes on. Or what to do when the kids make a mistake. 
Yeah, that's a great one yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I turned out okay, so I can do it this way. Right. So what do you think are some of the biggest roadblocks for couples around having conversations around parenting? What's going on? Well, you just mentioned some things that are going on below the surface. What else do you think gets in our way? I think definitely communication issues. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. We're tired. We are dealing with expectations and expectations not met. <laughs> we are struggling through it ourselves. We feel very vulnerable being parents often because we want to do right by our kids. Um, and sometimes hearing a different approach can feel challenging. So I think that's going on. And plus, I think as a society, just across the board, people really struggle with living in the moment. Mm-hmm. So our reactions aren't always very present. Right. They're historical or they're um, worried about the future. And even we sometimes just struggle with knowing what's going on in ourselves. I mean, I had a horrible night's sleep last night, so everything should be under the lens of I'm very tired today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's an important information, not that everyone's the worst driver in the world and um, my children never listen. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 
20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Wow, that's powerful, right? That present and making it, just staying in the mindset of seeing the bigger picture. Yeah, for sure. What is, this is what's going on. I'm tired, but you know, we can still have a great day in this moment. Everything's okay. I'm not falling asleep off my chair. I've Mm -hmm. maybe I'm worried about feeling that way or I felt that way an hour ago, but I'm okay right now. And I can make good decisions right now and parent positively right now. Well, and like you mentioned, there's a plethora of conversations that can get really emotional when you're in a relationship with somebody. And, um, I know that it is, you know, timing it, you know, there's a few conversations that are coming to mind right now that I would love to have. And it, it never seems like the right time, or it's really difficult to find the right tone because, you know, when you're coming to somebody with something that they might not necessarily want to hear or explore, then their defenses go up so quick. <laughs> Speaking yeah, from experiences right that, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you think of the defenses that just come out purely on the, I don't want you to be offended, but. <laughs> right, right, right. So how do we, how do we start to have those conversations? I mean, we love this person. They're the partner we've chosen, right? Mm-hmm. We love our kids. We love our life. And we just want to explore, you know, we want to talk about how, you know, I noticed that, you know, when you're critical of the son, of our son, he doesn't really show up very well or however, you know, whatever it looks like in the situation that you happen to be in, what suggestions, how do you coach couples around having these difficult conversations, maybe not even around parenting, maybe around other things, how do you coach them to help them? communicate in a way that doesn't just end up with, you know, partner A, this is, you know, this is how I'm feeling partner B. Well, you shouldn't feel like that. And I'm going to go on the attack. This makes me uncomfortable. So I'm going to attack you. And then partner A like, wow, this wasn't what I meant for, you know, and then it just kind of spirals. Well, I think looking at your own motivation Mm -hmm. and what you're trying to achieve in it, is this a goal oriented comment Mm -hmm. or a shaming comment or, a triggered comment from something that happened to you once. Like, do you have a good sense of what's really going on, right? Right. And then going from there, okay, so my motivation's good, but the timing's off. So looking at that, <clears throat> in the moment, um, if your partner is criticizing, there might be another way you could show your child support that doesn't kind of wreck a united front mm-hmm. as parents. Mm-hmm. And so looking at the timing of it, having a time maybe each week to just address things that come up, even looking at like, let's, let's discuss um, our family and our goals and what we have as a vision for our family and how we can uh, do things in the best way that fits with that. And why don't we meet on Wednesdays after the kids go to bed and just jot down a few things that we think could work better or things we're noticing and coming from where you're experiencing struggles is often, and helpful as well as opposed to just pointing things out. And so that can be a real collaborative approach in addressing these kind of differences. I am so glad that you brought that up because I knew about that. I forgot about that. But we <laughs> do family meetings. And yeah. years ago, we were doing, well, not regular, well, it was a short 
period of time, but we were doing like a couples meeting. Like there was one night a week where, you know, I, and what's funny, what's coming up for me, and I'm wondering if listeners are having the same experience, but I know my, and, and the dynamic in the relationship that I live in is that I'm super controlling <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of the boss lady. And my husband is really, really laid back, which is why we work. You know, it's why I, thank God, I did not marry myself. Um, I right. married this guy who's really easygoing and, and it goes with the flow and, you know, pretty much, you know, when it, even when it comes to parenting, you know, I, he appreciates the fact that I do what I do and can come with some information when it comes to some other conversations that we could be having, it gets stickier and slipperier, but I see what you're saying around having this structure that's already in place. Right. You know, starting off with appreciation. Yeah. Starting off with appreciations and gratitudes for each other to set the tone. And then, you know, conversation. And it doesn't have to always be like I'm thinking about when I first started family meetings with my family and my daughter immediately was like, I'm out. And she was little. And my husband said, so are we going to just get together every week and bitch about Rowan? (laughs) And I realized, oh, yeah, I did not really set that up very well. Right. That is not. Point. Yeah, I imagine the same thing could be. I imagine my husband having the same experience of like, oh, are we going to get together, have this chosen time once a week for you to bitch at me? So, making it a safe place, right, right? for both people, make it a safe place for sure, and make it a productive place. And uh, as I said, I think collaborative place yeah. is just huge. Yeah, and I really like the idea of looking at goals. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to have conversations about these big dreams and one day we will and this and that and like, okay, and what are we doing every day to get toward, to move towards that? Not really. Yeah, for sure. Know. And also keeps it positive too, right? You're, you know, you're immersing yourself in positive parenting and you want to be a positive parent, but you have to keep that positivity in your relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there, of course, there's a range with this, right? So there's couples who are just a little off and willing to sit down and talk and work it out and then yeah. there are couples who are really on opposite ends of the spectrum with their styles, which is always kind of hurts my heart because I think it's more difficult for the parents to live with that than it is actually the kids because yeah, kids, sure. yeah, they're so resilient and mm-hmm. it can also be confusing to get different messages from different parents. Definitely. When would you say that it starts to become a problem for kids when parents have different styles? I think the biggest problem is when you aren't looking like you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. I don't think kids, I think kids struggle a lot with knowing what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And so despite your differences, finding a way to be a parenting team and you might not want the same, you might not decide to do different deliverables on it, but the goal is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be yeah, different ways you present it or different, slightly different discipline strategies. But at the end of the day, it's of the same um, idea or the same goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So in positive discipline, so what I talk about a lot with parents is that ultimately I want my kids to learn skills, right? Yes. I want them to develop skills, skills for navigating those situations that maybe the first time the situation showed up, they, you know, didn't handle it the best way that they could have. And so in the after the conversation and whatever, how they fix their mistake, in the end, I want them to have more skills because those same situations show up again and again and again. So if both what I'm hearing you say is, 
you know, if both parents are on the same page around like, hey, regardless of how we handle things, if our goal in the end is that our child is going to have more skills because of the situation, then, you know, rather than, you know, the, the flip side, which is, well, if we, you know, punish them or reward them enough, they'll just choose the right thing. We actually want to build skills. Then having one parent who's slightly more firm Mm-hmm. And another parent who like errs on the more kind side is, is you know, if the goal is still the same, then kids, yeah. you know, we're all human beings and not completely. You know. And along with that, what great modeling to show that you're working through something and, and that there's ways to work through it. You know, mom and dad don't agree completely on this, but we do agree on the value we want to get out of it, it for you or the moral of the story. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I recently had a guest who came on and we really talked about and explored the different parenting styles. Um, and we talked about how, you know, how on some occasions parents slip into opposing styles naturally when one is being especially firm, the other one kind of is the go-to, you know, good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop. And, and that happens and it's not about, you know, beating ourselves up about that. It's not about perfection. We no. really just want to increase our awareness. Notice when it's happening, like noticing when we are slipping into those roles, right? And then deciding, hmm, am I going to do something about this? Am I going to step okay. back? Am I going to step forward? What's going to happen here? Yeah. What are my goals in this? What am I trying to achieve by stating it this way or correcting this? Yeah. So is a happy, healthy home possible when two parents have different styles? Absolutely. Yeah. I think absolutely. And from, you know, many of the reasons we, we said, but again, you love your kids. You want the best for your kids. You're very much on the same team there. So work from there, work from that great point. Yeah. And if it's difficult to be having these conversations, listeners with your partners, there are some really skilled human beings out in the world whose job it is, is to hold space for couples to learn how to communicate with each other, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. Get some help if you're having trouble. Yeah, because I, I know, you know, some people just come in and kind of roll their eyes around like, well, you know, if my husband would just come to this class, everything would be great. You know, there's that, but then there's also people in crisis. And if you feel like it's really something that is showing up for you as painful and you're feeling resentful, you know, that could be a really good sign that it might be time to just, you know, have a conversation with somebody and and get some help, right? Get some help For in sure. that communication. And that's what I find with partners too. One partner might be one to take on all the books mm-hmm. or talk to someone and one partner might not be, but, you know, use what works for you to learn and get strategies. So what is a baby step, Kelly, that listeners can take towards having a conversation about parenting style with their partner? And what advice would you give them about how to show up to that conversation? Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Yeah, I kind of like this idea of meeting to talk about the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, and what, what we want for our family and starting from that place. Yeah. So I maybe. think that would be a great big step and not a, here's all the things you're doing wrong step, but rather what can we do to work together on this? Yeah. And I know when we talk to families about our parents, about starting family meetings, mm-hmm. we spend the first couple weeks, we just encourage them to just give compliments to everyone, including themselves, yes. and then yes. plan something fun to do together that week. And maybe for couples, if this is a new practice and a new way of being together, and if there is some hurt in the relationship, then maybe just a few weeks of that before you get into maybe some goal setting, before you get into some problem solving where you, like I said, when I started to do this, what I noticed um was that I, my, I, the space that I held for my husband was not safe. Right. And yeah. I did that. That was over time. Yeah. yeah for <laughs> I sure. created a space that wasn't necessarily safe for him to share what he thought or felt, even though I was like, okay, that's what we're going to do now. So tell me all your deepest feelings, you know? And he was like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. So really remembering sometimes there's some repair and some mending to do before we can expect our partners to step in and be vulnerable and real and honest and share some of their stuff. I love that. I love that. I feel a blog post in the making about couple meetings, Kelly. Yeah, definitely. We'll meet again. Yeah. And my last, so I have a new last question that I like to Okay. ask people that I'm interviewing. And that is, what does joyful courage mean to you? Well, courage. That's a great question. I think it is that, that idea of being in the moment mm. and having the courage to self-regulate mm-hmm. and to not give way to difficult or negative feelings, but joyfully approaching each moment 
knowing that everything's okay in this moment right now. I don't have to worry about it. The things I often worry about are future or past. So right in this moment, I can address it. And I think sometimes not giving emotions is quite courageous. For sure. (laughs) Definitely. I love that. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're willing to come back on. So remind our listeners real quick, where can they find you in your work? So I'd love to see you at my website, www.kellyboss.com. That's one S. Or you can find me on Facebook, and there it's Facebook, the backslash Kelly Flanagan Boss Therapy. So would love to see you at either. I post um, different articles I've been reading and finding inspiration from, as well as stuff that I'm writing as well. Awesome. And listeners, I'll have both of those links in the show notes. So it'll be really easy for them to just click away and find you. Yay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm sure that it's sunny and beautiful and you can like, you're just kind of, you're laying on a towel right now on the beach, right? Yes. Yes. Just have to order that pina colada and I can move on with my day. Your children are frolicking in the ocean, getting along wonderfully. I just, it's paradise. All right. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm going to school runs in a few minutes. (laughs) Oh, well, it's great to talk to you, Kelly. And we'll talk to you next time. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Kelly Boss, I love her. I love that she is rocking the island life. Um, Sounds good to me. I don't know about you. So, yes, check the show notes. I've got a couple articles, um, actually an article by Amy Miller McCready as well, around how to navigate different parenting styles in one family and um, some steps to take for being in conversation with our partners around that topic. I think that's the trickiest part about it, right? Is how, you know, how we approach our partners, how we share what we notice um, and what we feel like is effective, right? It's so emotional because we care so deeply for our children and our partners. And, um, Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. So I promised you at the beginning of the show that I would tell you about a new offer. Um, And it is really exciting. It's something that I've been um, hired to be a part of. And I'm grateful that my skills were seen as an asset. So there is the program is called Calm and Connected Parenting. And it's through an organization called Maslow. It's a two-week program that teaches how to respond with empathy to your child, how to replace negative self-talk, and how to use your body to create connection. So obviously, I said yes because it's totally in line with the way that I speak of and guide and facilitate parenting. So this program was designed to help parents of small children respond with empathy and calm through difficult situations, right? Because that's when we need it. Um, And parents become more aware of how they react when their kids are, when they are noticing anger show up, how to respond calmly instead of emotionally. Um, You will choose one empathetic statement to practice in real-life situations each day, stay accountable to practicing every day, and reflect on your experience, and um, and you'll receive private coaching and guidance on how to improve your technique, and the coaching comes from me. Woo! Um, It's not live. 
It is um, exercises each day that you get via text or email. And then I respond to your responses via text or video. But that's personalized, like I'm speaking right to you. The thing I think is really powerful about this program is it's just a little bit each day, right? We're busy and we got a lot of things going on and um, it's bite size, right? It's daily bite size pieces. It's small daily steps that begin to make a big difference in your life with your children. So I really want to encourage you to just check it out. The website is www.maslow.me. The program is called Common Connected Parenting. And, you know, it's designed by a woman named Melissa Benaroya, who is the co-founder of Grow Parenting here in the Pacific Northwest. And she's a clinical social worker and parent coach. And I think I'm going to have her on the podcast to talk more about this. But... I wanted you to be aware and to check it out. Okay, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can see what it's all about and maybe, you know, think about whether or not it's something that you would like to to try out. I also, as usual, well, not as usual, but I still have a few spots available for private clients to work with me. Thank you to those of you that have engaged in exploratory calls. Um, I love working one-on-one with parents. I love, love, love it. And I love the wisdom and the power that parents find within themselves in the coaching relationship to make big changes in their life. So, you know, if you're thinking about that, if you're curious about that and you just want to have a phone call with me, um, please feel free to go to my website, www.joyfulcourage.com. Click on Coaching. And um, book a call. Let's check it out. Let's see if we're a good fit. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate any time somebody says, hey, I listened to your podcast. (laughs) I'm working on not responding with, really? (laughs) But it's just amazing to me that I can put this out into the world and that people listen and find it helpful. So feedback is so great um, via iTunes reviews or write in the show notes, in the comments of the show notes or um, emailing me, Casey at joyfulcourage.com. However you want to give me feedback, I will receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Have a beautiful day. Love on your kids. Love on your honey. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.